The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, June 15th, 2022, season 18, episode number 13. Welcome to the latest and the very last Cowboys break before we head to training camp in Oxnard, California later this summer. That'll be late July, so uh, we'll have a bit of a month, about a month here uh, to be able to relax and get away from football a little bit and reset and be ready to kick it into high gear when we get to training camp in Oxnard. Uh, we're going to recap this offseason. There's so many different things that have happened this offseason. I got a lot of questions for these guys uh, just to give you a full glimpse of what they think of the offense now, I mean, of the offseason now that they've, the Cowboys have gotten through that and now are looking forward to uh, training camp. Uh, we're going to start the conversation with uh, Dalton Schultz. There's a lot of news floating around him. And in the third segment, of course, we've got a little uh, a little information that, that Mr. Hellman's going to provide, a little news update that Mr. Hellman's going to provide uh, for you guys uh, here in the third segment. And, by the way, if uh, you guys have any questions, want to ask some questions about the offseason, you're welcome to do that in the third second. The number is 888-855-2297. How's everybody doing today? I'm doing wonderful, Derek. That was a hell of an intro. I think you covered you covered the gamut. I'm getting good at this thing, man. I really am. <laughs> Year 17? <laughs> 18. 18. Come on, man. I just said it. I Season don't 18. listen. What are I we don't doing? listen to the number. <laughs> Never I, have. How you doing? Like, I got nervous. My anxiety traits, even though I know what it is, I'm like, oh, oh what is it? What are the yeah, it sounds very, <laughs> it sounds very ominous. Yeah. It sounds very ominous. <laughs> it's not ominous. It's a good thing. We'll talk about it in the third segment. Nick, how are you doing today? Great. Thank Stop you. grimacing over there. I'm, Smile. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Just wait till this announcement and we'll see. Uh, okay. Whatever whatever Dave's announcement is, okay. we'll All right. how I take it. I actually was... Um, I was you were ju- you were talking about like going on summer vacation and I was ju- I was thinking to myself like oh the Cowboys might be beating us uh, by a step or two because that's sort of feeling like this is the most anticlimactic mini camp week that I can yeah. that I can ever remember because you know, mini camp is like the payoff of everything it's like well they start you know they're working out in February then they get on the field a little bit then the OTA start mm-hmm. and it's three mandatory practices that are a little more intense they're not here. <laughs> They're not here today, and I we'll see about tomorrow. I don't know, but like they did one day, and it sounds like that might be it. Which I don't blame them at all. I mean, it's the off season. I think you're mm-hmm. supposed to be smart about that type of stuff. But uh, so Dalton Schultz was here yesterday, and then it's just like, all right, we're good. Like this is I don't know. Like I just it feels kind of like oh okay. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how to explain it. I mean, you know, coaches want practices. You know they. They they want as much time as they can. I think this team got docked a whole practice for for by the NFL for you know not vi- not for you know violating some of the the procedures and rules. And so so if that's such a huge deal, I mean I, I don't understand it. But I mean you know the next practice that I coach in the NFL will be the first. So I, I don't know. But I just feel like you know all these restrictions. You would think that there's a way to 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 get them on the field and do things differently, but. You know, we'll see. He he knows. You know, when you look at practice yesterday, I mean, I saw thirty-seven flags out there. It was not a good practice. It was very, it was very ugly in a lot of ways. Just doesn't seem. You know, if you played basketball and you're shooting right before the game, you just brick one, and they're like, "Okay, you ready for the game?" Like, no, no, let me make one before we start. Let me get this. That's not the practice that you want to just be like. We're good here. Let's go to Oxnard. (laughs) Yeah, I've kind of given up on trying to make it make sense Mm -hmm. because a lot of things that have happened since last year, towards the end of the year, into this offseason, into yesterday, I'm like, why? Like, please, someone, what is it that I'm not understanding? What is it that I'm not seeing? Like, I wear glasses, but damn. Like... (laughs) 
sorry. So, <laughs> I don't, don't know apologize. If that's a, is that a cosplay? La- no. It's the last show before break. Oh, that's great. Yes, you <laughs> it's can. what we're doing. It's what we're doing today, I guess. No, but I'm just. It, it's what very the... frustrating because you seriously. I just don't understand it. And sometimes I'm like, okay, is it my knowledge? Is it my lack of knowledge? But then I talk to you guys and other people, and it's like. I feel like everyone, everyone is on the same boat. And like even watching practice yesterday, it was kind of a joke, to be honest. Like everybody, you know, you, you some of I it. There were there were good. I, there were moments that were very laughable, but funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there were other that were impressive. I think some of the rookies did stand out, and I'm actually very much looking forward to some of these defensive players heading into training camp. They did stand out yesterday for sure. So that was an exciting part. But going back to Nick's point, it's just like certain things just don't don't make sense as to why are we not able to go out there today. See, I'll, I'll actually, I'll be the nice guy. Like, I don't care. I don't care at all. Um, yesterday's practice wasn't great, but that's not the point of these practices. Like, McCarthy has said it over and over and over again, probably because he knows what it looks like when you go out there and see it is like they're not they're not game planning to beat an opponent they're installing their stuff and that's that's what that looks like you got a lot of rookies you're asking a lot of young guys to do things and then on top of that uh they've they've lost a lot of personnel to injury i mean we haven't seen Jaron Curse or Malik Hooker in the last two weeks. Uh, C.D. Lamb is dealing with something. James Washington has been dealing with something. Jalen Tolbert just came back. Um, Dante Fowler missed last week. He was there yesterday. Um, but guys have just been in and out of the lineup. And I look at it and I'm like, okay, we've installed. You call them installs. Each practice, you're going over part of the scheme that you want to put in, and you say, all right, we've probably accomplished what we need to accomplish in terms of. Does everybody understand what we want from them when we do start practicing for real? And can we just get out of this without anybody being seriously yeah. hurt? And they're like, yeah, we're good. And I mean, I know maybe that doesn't sit well. These are professional football players. I get it. But I'd rather get out of the spring with everybody feeling okay and you having so a good idea of what people, they're doing. Though. See that? Yeah, I mean, like, that's it, one of those things if, like, remember a couple years ago when it's like they don't have any preseason games. Were you worried about that? I mean, was like, well, does it really matter? But, I mean, why have 90 people on the roster if you're not going to cater to them? And, yes, they have a lot of guys injured, but, I mean, you're taking opportunities away from these young receivers, young a players. A semi-fihoko make it use right, that. Right, yeah. could, could love to have that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I, I get it. You know, there's on one side it's like, just get to the games. You know, when you think about Tyron Smith, you're like, can we just get to the opener and <laughs> right. just, just skip through Fast all forward. this kind of stuff? And, you know, use the cheat code. Just get to the end and what, whatever. But, it, you know, it is important for some other people. I keep thinking of Garrett's line. You know, we are, we're for practice here. Yeah. You know? yeah. Fair. But I mean, I haven't heard that since Garrett left. No, I haven't either. Look, I'm not going to kill the guy for the process. I'll never kill, kill anybody for the process because ultimately you got to try new things sometimes. And even this may be something he just feels like, hey, I, it might give us an advantage over here or an advantage over there. Ultimately, what we're going to judge him on is come September, yeah, are they sure. winning ball games and are they healthy? And like those are the things we're going to judge him on. So let's wait and see. Yeah, you know, right. at, the, at the end of the day, He's the one that has to have has to have the pulse of his team, and ultimately he's going to be held accountable for how that all manifests itself in September. So that's when we'll judge. And his it. job is on the line. That's exactly year. right. So however you want to do it, I, I think that I think that's absolutely right. And so however he wants to do it, go for it. But ultimately he's got to be accountable, and he's going to have to walk into Jerry's office at the end of next season and justify all of this stuff and what it means once you get to the regular season and the postseason. I wonder how those conversations truly go behind closed doors. Like, I mean, Jerry, Jerry is a very open book, but he like he can be much more direct in private. Very. I was about you would know better than anybody sitting. <laughs> I'll at just this say table. this: I've been in some meetings where. I I was very happy I was not on the other end yeah. of, of some of the things he was saying. Like I, he, he's a very direct person and holds people accountable. Which and, and I, I'm guessing the football coach would probably be held more accountable than say you know whoever else is in charge of whatever other department in this organization. I would just love to hear that you know Mike is like yeah we're gonna we're gonna do like a team activity on Wednesday we'll just kind of wind this thing down we don't need all of these practices and Jerry's just like. 
Okay. If right. that's what you want to do, <laughs> don't think I'll forget about that's this exactly later. Right. That's exactly right. All right, let's talk about Dalton Schultz. Um, he was out of OTAs last week, uh, and it was obviously he was he's trying to make a point. He wants a new deal. Um, and Cowboys, uh, I don't know that they've necessarily – I think they're obviously they're negotiating. Um, my question for you guys is, how important is this to the Cowboys? I mean, I know Dalton wants the new deal. Cowboys have him under franchise tag. They don't necessarily, I don't think, have to do anything. But is this something that's kind of important to them for other reasons where maybe they feel like it helps them to get a deal done? I think there's always I – mean, let's, let's, I think we all agree, like, you know, Dalton Schultz is not – uh, Travis Kelsey. He's not George Kittle. Um, I know. Shocking analysis, right? Keep going, though. What do you like? Like who's okay? Those two, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then who's the third? No, I mean, and that's and that's, and that's a fair point. That is what, a fair point. Yeah, that is a completely fair point, and I think that's probably Dalton Schultz's point. I, I don't think Dalton Schultz would try to argue that he's those guys, but yeah. he's like, keep going down the list and yeah. see where you think I fall. And I bet right it's there. higher than you probably give it credit for. Yeah. Um, I don't think the Cowboys need to do anything if they don't want to, but um, I do think you have to consider that that conversation of like, well, you know, you want to give young guys the idea that the organization's going to do right by them. Like Dalton Schultz is, he's a model player. He's gotten better every year that he's been here. Mm-hmm. Right kind of guy. As long as we're bringing up old Jason Garrettisms. Um, and yet, like you, it's good for an organization to reward guys like that because the other guys see it. You know, and you don't want everybody thinking like, as soon as it's time to pay me, they're going to start acting like jerks. Uh, so, in that regard, I am looking at the list now. Uh, Mark Andrews probably yeah. better than Dalton Schultz. Yeah. Uh, but just for the record, he was sixth last year last year in yards. He's uh, among, among tight ends. He was third in receptions and he was fourth in tight touchdowns. So he's right up there, top so, five in in almost every category. I'll go as I'll, I think: Kittle, Kelsey, Mark Andrews, um, Darren Waller. Then I mean, Kyle Pitts. Kyle is, Pitts, you probably put him above him, but you don't even need to worry about yeah. Kyle Pitts. He can't even negotiate a new deal for two years, so yeah. that's not even important. But then after like after four or five guys, you're like, yep, that's okay. That's and so. Bombs, yeah. I think the Cowboys would probably love to sign him to. Th- I think they would be willing to sign with that type of deal. Okay, is he willing to play ball? Is he willing to accept that? I don't know. So let's put some numbers to you, Jeff. Something. Nick. Well, uh, go ahead. Right. I was going to say let's put some numbers to it. You have David and Joku who just got his new deal from Cleveland. Uh, listen to these numbers, and then I want you to tell me if you would do this deal, or or would you have to be less than this in order to make it work? Four years, fifty-four point seven five million is what he got. Thirteen point seven million is the average per year, and twenty eight million guaranteed. Would you be willing to give Dalton Schultz that deal? No, I'm not doing that. That me personally, I'm not. I I, I want to wait one more year uh, with him. I want to see what it's like. I mean, when they don't, I mean, because they, they had he's always played with at least two really good receivers on the outside and a running game that's been really pretty good. Um, let's see what happens when he's a little bit more of the focal point, and is he, you know. I'm not saying the numbers are hollow, but I'm just saying they haven't led to a lot of uh, on-field success. I'd like to see it one more year. I think the Cowboys should do that. And I don't think they should get involved with what, you know, other teams are doing with their guys. I mean, they know what they've got to do. They've got a quarterback making, you know, $40 million a year. They've got a corner and a linebacker that's going to be needing some big money here in a couple of years, too. So I, I don't think I would do that. I, I'd make him prove it one more year. My question with that is like, is is the personnel around Dalton Schultz going to change? I mean, C.D. Lamb's going to be here. Mm-hmm. Michael Gallup just resigned. Uh, Dak's here. They just drafted yeah. Jalen Tolbert, who everybody feels great about. Like Dak, Dak Prescott is here, and we'll see what happens with Zeke. But like, they're going to invest in the running game one way or the other. If they have to cut Zeke or whatever they wind up doing, they'll get somebody in there. Uh, what what I, I guess what I'm really saying is is this year I think defenses are going to probably I wouldn't say game plan but they might give him a little bit more attention. How does he handle that? If he handles that and still is you know the same type of numbers, then I think that that's a good sign. But if it's you know I think we all look at it like he's kind of been the security blanket guy, catches underneath, turns up field, you know makes plays, and there's that's good. But I think. I want to see what happens when he's a little bit more of the focal point. And if he handles that and still has the success, then I think, you know, now if that happens, that's three years in a row of really good numbers. And the 14, that, that price tag is not going to. So you're probably going to pay more than this. That's the risk that you take. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, 
That's the problem. Yeah. As, and, you know, they bet on Tyrone Crawford a, a long time ago, and they were wrong. And that's that's a tough bet to make because defensive tackles, I mean, other than Aaron Donald. Like, I didn't say that, Tyrone. I, I mean, I love Tyrone, but, like, <laughs> whatever. $45 million contract. Like, he yeah. didn't, he no, didn't play up to what they were banking on. Yeah. Um, it's hard to get sacks as a defensive tackle unless you're – Aaron Donald. Like, you know, six, seven in a season is amazing. That's what you're hoping for. They also didn't know what they were doing with him. Like, he was all sure. over the map, defensive tackle, defensive end. My, the point that I'm making is, like, as long as Dalton Schultz is healthy, his numbers are going to be good, even if he is the focal point. You know, he, I mean, he's going to have 600, 700, 800. Like, he's going to have that type of production as long as he's in the lineup just because he's the guy. And you can't, you know, they're not going to triple team him every down when you've got C.D. Lamb and all these other guys to worry about. He's going to produce. Yeah. Like, it's all, it's a damn near guarantee as long as he's healthy. And so the reason I say I would do it, I will say I looked up David Njoku's contract after we talked about this last week. He's they're, they're locked in on him for three years. Like, they can't really get away until yeah. 2025. I would like to structure it. A lot like Amari Cooper's deal, where after two years, you like just front load it so you can get out from under it quickly. Uh, again, like I don't know if he would agree to that. That's all; it's above my pay grade. But I would try to structure it that way. I would love to sign Dalton Schultz to a deal where twenty-eight million is guaranteed and it all comes off the books immediately. They've got twenty-three million in cap space right now; like they could easily do that. Uh, and then after the twenty twenty-three season. If you don't feel good about the deal, you can get you can get away. I yeah. would I would you love just to drafted that. a guy, so it gives you time I, to develop him. Maybe and see if he is the next guy. I think I think I said this last week. Like two years at fourteen million versus one year at eleven, and then a very high probability that he will cost much more than that next year. Mm-hmm. I w- I would be happy to do it right now as if he were willing to sign for that type of money. Like we'll give you fifty bucks more than we gave than they gave in Joku, just so your agent <laughs> can brag about it, and we'll call it a day. Like I would be happy to do that. Amber, <laughs> would you do the deal? No, <laughs> not right now. Definitely, I would. I'm on Nick with this. I would wait to see what happens at the end once his tag ends and what he does this year, and then reassess the situations. and the, And the Cowboys are experts, are playing on their own time, doing the deals on their own time, and waiting. I don't think that Dalton is really creating any pressure on the Cowboys at this point. And also, um, oh my God, I just blanked out. I was gonna say something about him. Oh, that I'm. You know how it always happens that you give a deal to a guy and then, oh, now they don't reflect what that money, like they, they're not supporting and backing up the kind of money that they're making. And I don't want to be extremely overcritical on Dalton Schultz because I think he has done a good job. I was ready to get rid of him several years ago, but he impressed me and everybody, I think, in the way that he progressed and took charge uh, once he took the step into the starting role. But... I'm pretty convinced that it would be one of those type of like, yeah, they paid him a deal and then now everybody's just criticizing him. He's not playing up to that kind of deal. And I just feel like it, it would be one of those decisions that I would be sitting here being like, what the heck? Like, why did the Cowboys give that? Dalton is not doing much. Again, I'm just creating a story in my head, but that's just kind of <laughs> how I see it right now. I just need to see another more year and then we talk. Yeah, and I, I think ultimately Cowboys year, have the, if he the asks power for at this seventeen point. million a year. Y'all are not going to be very happy, right? Oh, Cowboys have the talk. power at this point, but it flips Can he next block year. By then? Yeah. Ooh. We're coming with the real today. I'm just asking. I mean, can he learn how to block better this year? That's the thing. I mean, you got to look for a complete tight end, not just half tight end. Well, but you know that's also part of the point. Like you start looking around these names we were just throwing out. There aren't a lot of complete tight ends in the NFL that's, anymore. Yeah. I mean, that's what, there really isn't. It's just not that Kittle and Kelsey the game has changed. Yeah, level. the game has changed. Yeah. It, it's not you're not finding those guys as much anymore. You're, they're coming in with guys like Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is a pass catcher. Let's be real. He is a wide receiver that has a big body, so you can put him at tight end. That's what he is. I, I I'll offer the hot take that Dalton Schultz is not an amazing blocker. I don't think he's the garbage that a lot of people portray him to be. I think he struggles in space against better athletes. And that's when you notice it is, you know, if it's like he's got to seal the edge because he's the last guy in space and and sometimes he doesn't do it. And like that, he needs to do that type of stuff. I get it. But like, I think his shortcomings get highlighted because they are their big moments. Like, you know, when you ask him to get on the line and chip the end or double team, like he can do that stuff. He's not awful at it. It's the big 
But then there are those snapshot moments, which ironically it was Jarwin that mm-hmm. missed the block on Zeke in week one that everybody remembers. Mm-hmm. Um, but those are the types of plays where maybe he struggles a little bit, but they're so memorable. Yep. That's the thing about a tight end. I mean, it's a classic tweener position. It always has been. I mean, it, 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 there's a mismatch one way or another. Yep. Whether you know you put, try to put a corner on a tight end, he'll, he'll overpower him. You put a linebacker, you'll run by him. But then you also have to block defensive ends, and, and, and so there's, you know, you're always in a, a, on a mismatch. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. So yep. the great ones are the ones that can figure out how to hold their own when it's, you know, not to their advantage, and then take advantage of the others. And right. you know, we saw Witten do it for years, and Schultz does it at times. But you're, I agree. I mean, he could be a better blocker, yeah. you know, but he, but he's not terrible at it. And he, you know, he has that chip on his shoulder. He 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 plays with that and. I think I think this will be a, a obviously going to be a big year for him. But I think looking at what the Cowboys have to do and contract wise, I would probably wait. I would just take my chances on this one, and if that means you have to pay more, that's what it means. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to get into our off season review. We're going to start with the question: Which player was the biggest loss for the Cowboys this off season? We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. At AT and T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it for turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter. 10 bucks, free shipping. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com cowboys. Back to the break. Whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands with Essler lenses, you'll see every exciting play. Book an appointment for you at your local Essler experts and find the perfect Essler lens. See more, do more, Essler. Welcome back to the second segment of The Break Live from SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. This segment is brought to you by blockchain.com. Let's get into our off-season review. Uh, my first question for you guys, and on each of these questions, I'm going to give you prescribed answers. I know there may be others. These are the two I, or three I want you to work with and uh, give me your best answer out of them. Uh, the first question, which player was the biggest or the bigger loss for the Cowboys? Either Randy Gregory, who became a free agent, who was a free agent that went to Denver, or Amari Cooper, who was traded to Cleveland. Bigger loss. Cooper. And, and, and yeah, I don't even think it's a question. And I, mean, I love Randy, but... Amari's resume speaks for itself. Is it about the resume, or is it about what was behind him? Behind, I mean, that's part of it. I mean, okay. they they have re, they've replaced Cooper with James Washington and Jalen Tolbert. Hmm. I mean, and they and they've replaced Gregory with, um, you know, the, Dorrance Armstrong and Fowler, who has you know his career year is better than than the you know Gregory. Now, obviously, the upside and yeah. and you know just just the type of player that Gregory is is a little bit more special um but from a production standpoint it's comparable and they're throwing a lot at it hoping that it all kind of sticks and they're really hoping that dan quinn can kind of make it work but i'm I'm the first one to like the whole quantity over quality i never bought it 
you get the better player. They offered the deal to Randy. They clearly wanted him. Having said that, I feel better about what is there where Randy was than what is where Amari was. Yeah. I just think you got a, a career not great receiver in James Washington. His best his best season, seven hundred thirty five yards, a rookie, and Michael Gallup who you know, we hope he'll be available by October, probably. Or, you know, what I mean, I don't you don't want to put a specific timeline on it, but like he's he's not ready right yeah. now. Uh so that I mean, yeah, it's just it's the receiver and this spring more than anything, it's just been troubling to sit there and be like, This is what they could be trotting out if things don't break their way. Mm-hmm. It's like uh somebody was sitting next to me at practice. I don't even remember. I don't who's who's number th- uh Dennis Houston. Houston. Dennis Houston was running with the ones yesterday and somebody was like huh. they were like, "You think that means anything?" I was like, "Yeah, it means nobody else is healthy. <laughs> right. CD's not practicing, Washington's not practicing. Uh Gallup. Gallup hasn't he's not ready to practice." I was just like you were joking about Semi Fahoko. Like, he is the reps king yeah, of right. this offseason. Hey, that's great for him. It's that's wonderful great for, for him. him. Yeah. But I don't like the idea of having to play a game with no, that. No, no. But right now, that's great for him. That's yeah. awesome for him. That's, that's the crazy thing that even if all of them, all the receivers were healthy right now and practicing, you still had questions. Mm-hmm. You still have questions whether they're going to be good enough put together, whether C.D. Lamb can be the number one receiver. And Michael Gallup take charge as well, and we've seen him do it. But just in general, even if they were healthy, there were still questions around that. So now, add the aspect of them not being able to practice, you're even more concerned as opposed to the defensive line, that you got your guys, you trust Dan Quinn, you got um, Sam Williams, that, I mean, I know these practices are very, you know, they're not heavy or anything, but... He's done some things that I'm like intrigued and definitely excited to see what else he can do once they put the pads on. But I have a lot more trust on the defense than the offense. Okay. Which offensive lineman will be missed more? Lyle Collins, who's gone to Cincinnati, or Connor Williams, who has gone to Miami? Now, factor in, Terrence Still is projected to replace Lyle Collins. Tyler Smith, the first round pick, is projected to replace Connor Williams. Who's going to be missed more? Lyle Collins. And it's, I'm not trying to knock Terrence Steele. Like, I feel fine about Terrence Steele playing right tackle. Go Tigers. There we go. <laughs> I, that's, my, that's my guy. I miss you, LC. Um, oh, I thought you were talking about the old coach. No, I you don't miss him. No, you miss him at all. No. no. Okay. Um, thanks for trying to throw me off my train of thought. <laughs> it works. I, You're I, welcome. T- Terrence Steele is, Terrence Steele's fine. Like, my issue's not with him. It's just like when you look at it in totality of the tackle position, odds are you're going to need three, maybe four. They used mm. four last year. They use Ty Inseki and Terrence Steele as backups to Elsie and Tyron. They'll probably have to again. And look at the depth from one to three or four, and it's terrifying for me. I don't know about you, Nick. I've, I haven't seen anything, and it's, it's OTAs, I get it, blah, blah, blah. Haven't seen anything from Matt Willetsko or Josh Ball that makes me think that that's not scary. No. Uh, I actually I feel – I feel already, without trying to overreact too much, I feel so much better about the Tyler Smith pick. Mm-hmm. Like he, he looks like he belongs, and he's he looks like he belongs at guard and tackle. Honestly, like he's not winning every rep. He's not like dominating, but he just he looks good. Yeah. Um. But you're gonna move him out to tackle and screw up the guard situation. Like what? I I don't feel good about it. And so, man, it would be nice to have a rock solid many year starter tackle like Lyle Collins. Like I, for the life of me. That just felt like a move that didn't need to be made. Like they, they made themselves worse on purpose, almost. Like, I, yeah, I, I don't feel good about it. Right. Even what they did with the money, they didn't, no. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't do anything. That was good. I was like, trick question. Yeah. I no. straight up, I was like, what they do with the money? Nothing. Just, um, Next year, we're always looking into yeah, the future. I, you know. The only thing you know about about Lyle that I. I I mean, not the only thing. I mean, when, when he's healthy, I think he can be a really good right tackle. And I think he seems like his career is going to be rejuvenated. I have a feeling. Yeah, do just too. down, you know, just with, with the Bengals and it's like LSU North up there, and you know, like it's it's a perfect fit for for him. And um, but but you know, he was the ass kicker of the of the line. I mean, he was the enforcer. If you hit Dak out of bounds in Washington, he's the one that's mm-hmm. gonna uh, gonna punch you. And and that's they need that. They need that for sure, and so maybe they got it. We'll have to see. Yeah, maybe the rookie is that, but 
We'll have to see. Maybe. I Maybe. mean, and needs to be. Needs yeah. to be. But they, yeah. they, they need that. They, they need that guy. And that was a role that he played. So uh, I do think that he's going to be missed more than Connor Williams um, for a couple of reasons, and that's one of them. Okay. That's a very good question. And Thank you. <laughs> and I can't make up my mind because there are reasons for both of them. Like, but you know, I, I really liked. Terrence Steele, and for some reason I feel that once Lyle Collins came back into the mix, things just kind of got messed up in the middle of the season. You're not so, wrong. For that reason, I'm just going to go ahead and say, and I know Connor had a lot of problems, okay? We, we had issues, I guard, but at the same time, it just felt like it was just one position position that you needed to fix. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm split half and half. They both have a good amount of why it's it's bad decision not to have them here. And I know it was kind of time to move on from Connor Williams, but I just I don't know what to expect that guard position just yet. The thing for me is like they would have had to re-sign Connor. They would have. I mean, what he got seven million or yeah. seven million a year, which isn't a ton, but. I mean, yeah. they don't they don't like handing out money, big it's money in Dallas. Want to pay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's a new contract. Where like Lyle was here, and so they have twenty three million in space. They'd have thirteen if he was here. Like that's the and 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 they're not. They don't seem like they're in a rush to go spend all that money. Mm-hmm. And I know, like I know, Dak's hit is going to go up. I know that Trayvon's coming, and you can't roll that money over. So yeah, but that's a that I get it, and that's their problem to worry about. But that's a tough sell. That's a tough sell for a team that felt pretty yeah. good last year. That you're like, well, we can roll this over and use it on guys that are already here. Like that, that that's not getting anybody excited. Yeah, and it sounds like Miami. I mean, they're playing Connor Williams at center. Yeah, I heard that. That's the plan. At we'll least. see. Yeah, so, yeah, that was part of. You know, I don't now if they watched this tape at training camp and preseason at center, it wouldn't be worth seven million. I don't know what they're seeing there, but I mean. You know, maybe they're actually going to let him snap in, you know, in the off season to practice to, to get yeah, ready maybe. for Follow the that season. Again. So that would help him. That would help him if you know if you practice more. We're for practice. Mystifying to this day. <laughs> hey, right. we're at camp now. Do you think you could snap? You want to try this? Yeah. <laughs> you want to try this? Hall of Fame games in six days. How do you feel about snapping? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to draft. Not including Tyler Smith. Which rookie has a chance to have the greatest impact this season between Sam Williams and Jalen Tolbert? Tolbert's a starter. It's got to be Tolbert just because of what they don't have. I mean, especially when Michael Gallup's out, he will he should be a starter. And hopefully, even when Michael Gallup's ready, he's still playing a lot of snaps. So, I think him. Sam Williams, though. I, I saw a lot yeah. of commentary coming out of practice yesterday. Again, we're talking about a June practice. <laughs> but everybody's talking about him like, oh, my gosh, this guy couldn't be blocked, you know, and that by, kind of thing. By so. Matt Willetsko. Yeah, right. I'm just <laughs> right. saying, like, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but yeah. that keep that in mind. He's not, It's not Tyron Smith. But, but and in, in you were on the draft show, and you've said this multiple times, I mean, those guys that were getting picked in the top ten at offensive tackle, they're on Sam Williams' highlight reel, too. I mean, hmm. he was beating those guys, right? He was beating – Cross and yeah. and the, I can't think of anyone else. Sorry, but I know there was a couple. <laughs> Evan Neal, Evan Neal, a couple of SEC guys. So I mean, they've got to figure out his position. They're going to figure out what to do with him and how it works. And you know, he's probably not ready to be a three down player. But but when he is out there, what can he do? And you know, that's where Dan Quinn I think is going to help the most. That's the I key mean, right there. They, I mean, and it's I, I trust Dan Quinn. I, Dan Quinn's going to find something fun to do with him. Mm-hmm. I, I bet you his role. His, if I had to guess, I just think they're going to send him onto the field in nickel, dime, like obvious pass passing situations, and say like, "Where's the where's the most favorable matchup?" And where and and Sam, go get that guy. Like that could be off the left side, the right side. He's done some stuff in in the gaps at these practices, like basically blitzing. Like not, he's not a linebacker, but it's like yeah, just stand over the guard and run and and sprint to the quarterback, like that type of stuff. So. I do think Dan Quinn can find a way to maximize his talent. This thing, it's still, it's really hard for for edge rushers to come in and, and ball out right away. This is when I wish they uh, they did pros like they do college and they could put him in number eleven, just roll him out there and just like make offenses not know who is who. Just 
have them both well, out there. Even colleges can't. You can't I mean, have two of the same a, on the a, same it's side. A, it's okay. just a joke. Just but making sure. My point is, my point is, like he's got the body build. He looks like Micah. I just think there's got to be a way they're going to use him to do some things and move those. I think if you could, again, if you're not talking about him being a three down player, does he have some position flex? Can you move him around a little bit? To where maybe you now have two players that can kind of do some different types of things and rush from different angles of the field. I think there's there's some stuff you can do with him, and I trust Dan Quinn to figure all that out. Yeah, and because la- look at last year, what he did with three rookies. Chauncey Golston missed all of the offseason and uh, training camp, and he came in and he was contributing on a pretty good level yep. there, considering he didn't practice much. Osa had a really good rookie season. He he was thrown in there when Neville got hurt. He did a nice job. Obviously, Micah Parsons was the unanimous rookie of the year. So he has a pretty good track record with getting these rookies in a role that's comfortable for them. And that's what all the, the players say. It, it is He knows how to dummy it down for them to understand immediately. But it's not so, it's, it's not so easy to recognize for the offensive coordinators to figure out. And that's the balance, I think, for all coaches. Let me flip this on its head a little bit. Um, what like between those two, Jalen Tolbert and Sam Williams, whose success will mean more to the Cowboys? Like, and my point is like, if Jalen Tolbert is a seven, eight hundred yard receiver right away, 50, 60, 70 catches, that could be huge for an offense that we all agree has lost some talent. Yeah. yeah. Sam Williams, and I mean that's wonderful. The more you can do, that's great. But like, there are guys. Again, I think they've done a better job of addressing that. I think there are guys that can pick up that slack. I'm hoping Dante Fowler can have a great season. I'm hoping for more from Micah Parsons. Demarcus Lawrence is as healthy as he's been in a while. Like, there are veterans on this team that can and should pick up that slack. Like, if I can choose between the two, if Jalen Tolbert's not ready to go and not ready to be a productive pro right away, that could mean big-time trouble for this offense. Like, all of a sudden, you're looking at games where, like, nobody can get open. I just I think it's more important for him to be successful than Sam. I mean, if they signed – Julio Jones, would you be okay with that? I think you're. I think you're signing as long as you, something that doesn't address your problem. Your problem right now is health. He is a guy that over the last how many years of his career he can't stay healthy. Like literally, he just cannot stay healthy. So I don't know that you're bringing in somebody that really helps you because you don't. You can't trust him to be healthy. Yeah, I'd be okay with it just in the sense of like you're throwing. You're just throwing numbers at the problem. And as long as I mean, as long as you're not expecting. 2016 Julio Jones to walk through the door but if he I mean any receiver that wanted to sign for cheap who's capable of starting I'd be fine with it because mm-hmm. I, I their opinion and my opinion of like what they have at receiver are drastically different right now and I can't wait to see who's right and and I just think that that you know we said it last week give these guys an opportunity you you know you bring in a veteran like that now yes he can learn the offense and and you know he, he could probably pick it up whenever you you bring him in but uh, you're just giving these young guys a chance but you know if, if you come you're getting into camp and you're thinking i don't know i'm not sure if Gallup will be ready don't know much about any of these other guys i'm throwing some more numbers at the problem and see now you're going to throw some numbers into your you know salary cap sure. but yeah, and that's the thing. Somebody. It needs to be – I think they need a veteran. I, I just veteran. think a guy like Julio, you got to pay him significant money. He ain't coming to play just for free. Right. Um, and But I just don't think it factors – it doesn't match up with what you can expect from him from the standpoint of health. What is significant money, though? I mean, at this – like, with what Julio has put on tape these last – Would he take any less than – Twelve million for a year. Uh, he better yeah. if he wants to. I, yeah, I can't imagine too many teams are lining up to pay the I get current that, but, version of Julio. Well, let's also remember, like he doesn't have to play. No, so that's why I'm saying I think it, there is. That's where I think that's where a lot of guys end up not playing football anymore is because what they're expecting and what they say is worth it for them to mm-hmm. put their bodies through, be away from their families, all that stuff. It's it doesn't match up to the amount that teams are willing to pay, and so it's just like, well, of course I'm not going to go pay for what you're willing to pay me, so. Yes, I'm retired. But do you think the Cowboys would really entertain no. that thought? I don't think so. That's we're not in their saying, MO. We're just, we're just filling unless, off yeah. unless, and talking but, time. Unless, unless he was willing to take a substantial amount less than that. Like, if he's willing to take $4 million, I don't think he yeah. is. But let's say he was willing to take $4 million, then I think maybe the Cowboys look at it and they're like, because they love to, to bargain shop. We know that. Yeah. So I do think they would look at that and maybe say, eh, maybe that's worth it. If they, if they think the player can give them something, I think they think yeah. it's worth it. But... 
I just don't see that with a guy like Julio. He doesn't have to. He is already a Hall of Famer. Yeah. So at this point, yeah. he's playing for love of the game. He probably wouldn't be a starter after everybody's healthy, I wouldn't think, at this point in his career. So well, if everyone's healthy, he if everyone's healthy, he probably would be. If everyone's healthy, including him, including him, yeah. I mean, he's a health. I still think. It, uh, call me dumb, but a healthy a healthy Julio Jones is better than a healthy Michael Gallup. Yeah, but do you think they would do that? Michael's their future. You, you I mean, think they you think they would make Julio the starter over him? Again, I, that's where I think Cowboys, they love their guys. And if they got their guys here, I yeah, don't think they're going to bring somebody in. What are you playing for this year? Is Mike I'm McCarthy? Not, I'm not questioning who's right or wrong. The future? I'm saying, is huh? Mike McCarthy the future? It depends on who you ask him. <laughs> well, I'm asking him or are you asking yeah, him? Yeah, well, me? no, you're asking him on Sunday morning when they're about to play the, against the Panthers or whoever. You're like, uh, I mean, yeah. this guy's a better player. I got to play him. I get, I get all that. I'm just saying I don't. I would be shocked if the Cowboys made a move like that. That just doesn't seem like their mo. I I agree with you, and it's really. I mean, I know I just said I'm concerned about receiver, but like I think they they seem content to roll with their guys, and you know, hopefully Gallup can come back ASAP. And once he's back in the lineup, you know it's okay. It should be fine, especially if Tolbert is who we think he is. I think honestly, more going back to the tackle thing, like. There are some guys that are worth throwing five or six million dollars. Yeah, and you want to go spend some money? Go, go yeah. find those guys. Go find yeah. me. There, there are swing tackles out there that are worth over overpaying. Again, like five, six million dollars. There are guys you could add to this defense. That's, I'm not in. I'm not in love with with what's available to you at receiver right now. Like yeah. Will Fuller's intriguing, but he, his injury, injury problems are yep. just as substantial. OBJ injury. Like, I can't I I can't wait to see what happens with OBJ. Like I wonder he's going to hang around until like mid-October and then, you know, as the league starts standing. Yeah, he's like who's good? Like right. or <laughs> can I get that or second like, rate? You know, the Cowboys are like this is a disaster. We have nothing at receiver. Odell. You healthy now? Can you, you play? Go? Oh yeah. <laughs> like that's that's gonna happen. Yes, like Odell's Odell's gonna sign somewhere on October sixteenth, and that team is gonna have just blow the graphics out of the water. It's gonna be a big thing. Yeah. Can't wait. It's gonna be. Fun. He's probably gonna go back to the Rams. They're gonna be fine. He's I'm there guessing. now, and, and you know they don't. You know they don't have it. They don't have a salary. Cap. Yeah, they, they're the only team that have to do that. So, that is that is the unsexy likelihood. Yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah, they'll just keep stockpiling. Yeah. All they got, pros. They got tons pro of bowlers. Yeah, your boy Amore. Back with the Raiders. All right, let's take our final break when we come back. <laughs> let's take our final break when we come back. We got a few more questions I want to hit. Dave's got his big announcement. We'll do all that before the end of the show. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. At AT AT&T... Everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call. And teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone. Even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network's busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Back to the break. 
Join us for Juneteenth in celebration with the Dallas Cowboys and Miller Lite at the Star in Frisco on Saturday, June 18th from 2 to 6 p.m. Enjoy live performances, play lawn games, and shop local black-owned businesses. For more information, visit thestarinfrisco.com slash Juneteenth. It'll be happening this Saturday, 2 p.m. out here at the Star. Make sure you come check it out. It should be a fun event. Um, final segment of the break. Uh, it is our final segment before we take a little break here. Uh, we'll be starting back up at training camp. We'll start up uh, probably the first or second day of training camp. Uh, we'll have our same schedules we did last year. But we'll find you can find all that information on our website or app when we get a little closer to training camp. Before we get our final question in, I have for you guys. I do want to take a little time to let Dave make an announcement for our uh, listeners out there. Dave, take the floor. It's yours. Okay. Uh, I'm bad with emotions and displays of vulnerability. I'm working on that in therapy, so I'll just I'll just go. Um, yeah, as you might guess when Derek teases a big announcement, this is my last week with the Dallas Cowboys, which makes this my last show as a Dallas Cowboys employee. That's really surreal. Uh, I mean, you know. Y'all know the way these things go. I told y'all a week ago, this has all sort of been brewing behind the scenes for the better part of a month. Um, And I've been, you know, you reflect a lot in situations like that. And man, just what a, what a, what a trip it's been. Like, I, I don't know how well y'all remember this. I mean, y'all had been here, but y'all hired me on sight unseen as a 24 year old idiot like which it's you know like i I didn't even come in for an interview like you know the draft was around the corner y'all needed to get somebody in Derek was like what do you know about the cowboys and i was like tony romo like (laughs) uh and here we are you know i i remember actually i wanted to say uh r.i.p to miss jeanette scott as well Uh, another terrible loss for the organization First person I met when I walked into Valley Ranch, mm-hmm. and like you know, beautiful smile. I I was just, I remember being absolutely terrified. I was like, "What am I getting into? Mm-hmm. I'm at Valley Ranch right now." And <laughs> uh, nine years later, here we are. I'm like Derek, Nick. Thank y'all so much for taking a chance on me, helping me grow my career. Um, the good news is, I'm not going very far. Right. Um, so. Everyone, relax a little bit. I'm taking a new job to cover the Cowboys. I don't want to pimp it too much on Derek's airwaves, uh, but Fox Sports is hiring me to cover the Cowboys for them. I will be around. If you like the way I cover the team, you can still follow me do that. So that's and I will say real quick, there's a good chance I'm at least holding a gun to Dave's head. There is a gun under this table right now, so he's going to have the right answer that he will not – be this will not be the last time you'll see him on our platform. I will. I will take out. a. I will take a stab in the dark and say, <laughs> you "Looking for that gun? Yeah. Just, just know there's something pointing at you." So you I, I, Please I would no be more guns. Yeah. Good point. Oh god. Good point. I would be shocked if this is the last time I appear on a DallasCowboys.com program. Uh, but for the time being, uh, yeah. I, I mean, it, it feel it's it's weird to say because like I will be doing a lot of the same stuff. You will still see me, but. I am closing this chapter on this company that, uh, it, I mean, I always figured I'd be saying goodbye at some point, but it's still weird as hell to be saying mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, I, I thought I might be here for two or four years if I didn't completely crap the bed. And here we are almost a decade later. I've, I'm in my 30s now. Uh, Mr. Hellman. Somebody called me Mr. <laughs> Hellman yesterday, and I about had a panic attack. Um, so without rambling, though, I just – so, Derek, I'm, I, I owe you the world, man. Thank you so much. Nick, you as well. I mean, you – you know, Derek brought me in, but you've kind of – I've been your problem for the last nine years. Um, and, and we made it work. AG, I love you to death, buddy. I'm glad that we don't have to end our relationship. But I did – I just wanted to say – and again, it's it's so surreal, like – because, you know, we're all still here, and, and a lot of there's a lot of people here, but over nine years, like, the relationships that you form with people that come and go, and, and that's what I'm going to miss the most is is the, the grunts, us that are here doing it, the amount of work that goes into this. So I did – I just wrote down some names I wanted to say. Y'all three, obviously. Brian Broadus, my guy forever, taught me more than I will ever hope to remember about football. Kent Garrison – the amazing work that I've done with you, buddy. Ed Cahill, who was here before Kent, who brought Kent in. It's funny how that works, yeah. you know. Rowan brought you in. Rowan brought me in. Yeah. Uh, 
Chris Beam, hey, buddy. I mean, there's okay. so many people here that, like, their job is to make me look good and never get their recognition for it. So, Chris, I love you. Uh, Shannon Gross. Uh, Kevin Timmons. Scott Purcell. Roxanne Medina. My old homie, Lindsey Draper. My producers on everything I do, like if you've ever liked a video I've done, Caden Gates, mm-hmm. Mike Marshall, Blake Silverthorne, uh, Matt Kent makes like everything back there run, and I don't even understand the rocket science he does. Mm-hmm. Um, Nikki Harrison, uh, Douglas Baraclow, uh I didn't forget you if you're listening, Taylor Stern, but you're, yeah, I mean, Taylor Stern and I. Was I, where I was about to say, wham! I was like, <laughs> I think, man. I mean, they, both of them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't need to say anything about Kelsey Charles. Right, yeah. Like, she knows. <laughs> that's that's my, I mean, we're bound for life. I, if she needed me to say something on the show, I mean, that's just ridiculous. I know she's listening. Yeah. I love you. Uh, Danny Sarek. Matt O'Neill. Like, I mean, remember yeah. Matt Maddie. O'Neill? Oh, Matty. Yeah. That feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. Um, did I forget anybody? Kay Clark. Love you, Kay. Kay cried when I told her. Um, and then, you know, mother pe- of our bunch. People yeah. that you like, you're friends with them and you know about them, and then you're like, holy crap, I forgot we ever worked together. Nita Shrikanth, Lauren yeah. Sokol. Um, You've been around a long time. I know, man. <laughs> um, it's, it, yeah, a lot, a lot goes into this. And like, we get to go on camera and look cool and talk about the Cowboys, but so many people put us here. And I wanted to make sure I said that. Um, so I hope I'm not rambling. Um, it's It's been a wonderful journey. I wouldn't trade it for the world. I fully expect to keep working with y'all. So that's that's sort of the thing I think that helps me hold it together is yeah. I don't really feel like I'm leaving. I'll be over in the other room with Todd Archer and Clarence Hill and those guys. Uh, so you'll still see me. You'll still hear me. But uh, maybe maybe not as often inside this building. Yeah. Well, I mean, what I love the most about what you've done is – You've walked. You walked in here with twenty. You said twenty-four. Yeah. You walked in here twenty-four years old, and you did it your way. And this is not the easiest place to work. You know, you got to understand that working for the Cowboys, there's a kind of there's a cowboy way. You know, I mean, there's a way to do it, and you got to learn how to do that. But you also you never changed kind of who you were. And you walked in here with your hair messy and wearing a flannel, and you're going to walk out of here. I wore a flannel, a flannel today on and purpose. And your hair messy. And, and with his headphones on. With his headphones on. I used, to, I used to say all the time. when It's to drive Nick crazy. Yeah, you'd oh, walk it in. Still does. Still I called crazy. It still does. I called it Valley Ranch uh, University. Because it's like, it's like <laughs> you'd come in, it was like, you just walked by three people you could ask a question to, but you're listening to Big Crit or something like that. And, <laughs> Probably so. And, uh, no, but, but, but you know, and, and we, I made this joke several times. You got here. We're, we're, he's he's going to be our rider, but what are, what are we going to do with him? We won't mm-hmm. have a lot of stuff on his plate. And I always said, you were the garage. The garage is empty. We just moved in. We don't know what to do with it. And now we can't park our car in here. We got all <laughs> kind of crap because we just kept putting stuff on your plate. And you, you handled it. You grew yep. up a lot, but you didn't really ever change who you were. And I think that was that was big. And, and all those people that are, are pissed off right now, not pissed off, but they're going to miss you. Like, I'm right there. Like, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. But. I don't know if I. uh, Thank you. I don't know if I ever like truly learned the cowboy way. Like I, I, yeah. I mean, I'd stick out like a sore thumb a little bit around here. But you've melted a little bit in your a little bit older age. But yeah, but you've you stay true to who you are. And I'll tell you this, Dave. I um. When I think about all the people, and you, you mentioned a lot of people that have left this building. Go ahead, Which, well, and I, I realized I didn't read the name, and Lord forgive me for that. William Boykins, uh, just the man behind the scenes with everything we do. Yeah. Put this, put he's running the stream right now. He's he probably listening to it. He no, he okay. no, he did not text me. He did not text me. But he's probably listening right now. This whole place is dedicated. This to whole it. place would burn down if Will took more than like an hour off. So yeah, uh, yeah. Shout out to you, buddy. Yeah, I was I was just gonna say that when I think about all the people that have left this building and it is we you know that's the one thing Nick and I being here as long as we have we've seen a lot of people come and go and really good people good quality people and I still have a lot of relationships with people that have left our team um, and and I will say this for the for the sake of those out there listening you guys have to get comfortable with the idea that we're going to lose good people over time because if we're not that means we're not doing something right um, if there's someone that's working here and they're really talented and they keep growing and there's no opportunity beyond that. And there are other people out there that have opportunities that give them more chance to do the things that they've been blessed to be able to do. 
they're going to take those opportunities at some point. And, and that's something we got to be comfortable with. And you guys as fans got to be comfortable with, we'll find more talent, bring in more talent, but you guys got to learn how to applaud these guys who end up leaving because there's a greater opportunity out there for them to grow. And that's a, that's a healthy thing. But I will say this about you, Dave. Um, one of the things I love about you, and and not every employee is like this, a uh, vast majority of employees are not like this, is you were the type of person that could be loved by everybody in the office, but you stayed out of the fray of the office politics. That's a hard thing to do. Um, you have a lot of friends up there on our floor. But whenever people are kind of having their little moments, which is the nature, you get five people together, they're gonna be, there's going to be drama sometimes. You managed to – I don't think I ever recall a time when somebody was like, Dave was the problem. Mm-hmm. It was always – Dave was just kind of like, guys, I'm friends with everybody here. We're all good. And that's what I love about you is you had that way of having relationships with everybody, but you stayed out of the drama. And and that is a great – a really, really great thing, especially from a manager's standpoint. When you have those kind of people – it makes a big difference because you need those people to stabilize all the other people that might be yep. kind of losing it from time to time and having their moments and having their feelings at times that, that can kind of get a little afraid. It's it's important to have those kind of people. And so I just want you to know, man, I really appreciate Thanks, you. Man. You go, you have gone on my my little ring of honor of Cowboys employees that have worked in my group. You're you're up Damn. there. You're in that list of those kind of people, the Alan Larkins of the world. Like you're <laughs> up there with those guys. And you'll forever be there, and can I consider I, you a friend. Can man. I get my like patch on my jacket? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's coming. Stuff? It's in the mail. Thanks, it's man. in the mail. That's, make sure it's flannel. Or sure. Make sure it, it has to be yeah. flannel. <laughs> my, uh, I yeah, I got here. I might not have even been 24. I might have been 23, but I got here not knowing what the hell I was doing, and I was like, I'm just gonna bust my ass and Whoa. keep my head down. And I mean, I don't always do a great job of that. I've ruffled feathers from time to time on plenty of occasions, but like. My goal has always been like make great content, keep my head down, and I'll be on. Like for a while, for a long time, I was like, "Is this the right attitude? Like maybe, maybe I, maybe this isn't the way to go." But I can't argue with the end result. And I'll tell I've, you this: I've grown so much. Making mistakes when you're swinging for the fences, I, I don't ever have a problem with that. Because as a matter of fact, that's something that the organization tells us to do. So, in the times when you've made mistakes because you're trying to overreport, you're trying to do your job really well. Those are the kind of things I look at, and I'm like, hey, I'll take that. I'd rather that than have to be pushing you forward to say, hey, do more. Figure out how you can well, do more, you know? And, and you're right. And, like, I don't know. It, it feels good to to leave, and, and y'all will sign it. You know, y'all get somebody else who can come in and be great because that's – yeah, the leeway that you give us, the stuff that you can do here, just and that's you know credit to the Cowboys. That's kind of the way they do things. Is like the Cowboy way. If you think you can do it, do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we would love to be able to do like eight different things with two people instead yeah. of eight. You know, uh, and so uh, the the skills that I have acquired here, I mean, it's it's incredible. Like, so thank you for that. And I don't want to say too much because I'm the very sensitive and emotional person you've had you've had tears in your eyes this whole show i see you over there don't make i'll cry no but i'm gonna miss you so much you have no idea you have no idea i have no clue how this show is gonna look like without you because that's all i know on this show and i love the work that you've done i love how real you are i love how you don't put up a front you're just you and i appreciate people like that i love when i meet people like that I'm going to miss you. You see, I'm already starting. I'm so sensitive. But I'm going to miss you sitting behind me. You know, we don't talk much up there because you're with your headphones all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're like than me, I guess. But, like, I feel that the, the OG crew, not that the people we have now are not OGs or anything like that, but the initial crew, the people I met when yeah. I got here, our little crew is, like, literally you're – Basic, I mean, other than me, fall, you know, you're the last one to go. And I miss all those people so much, even though it was not always very pretty and there were issues here and there and drama. But I really, really miss that, our little group. And I'm, I'm just going to miss hearing your voice and hearing your opinions. And I've learned so much from you as well. So very, very sad to see you go, but I'm extremely happy and excited for your new job and your new journey you almost got me you almost got me <laughs> that, you, thank you did you and you said you're one of the last ones i thought of rob did you even mention rob oh my god 
I want to know. Because I, I know how you feel about Rob. No, so I, that's, I, that's one of those things. Sometimes you do that. You, you're yeah. just looking to make sure you don't forget somebody and you and inevitably yeah, yeah. yeah and that yeah. your relationship with rob is is no that's fun. you're on and and it's kind of like kelsey like i'm like i don't need to say anything to rob because he knows but for yes rob phillips my guy uh yeah that's my brother like we i mean him and i have been grinding through this thing for almost a decade at this point and that's the day the day that i told y'all I th- he heard a whisper or something, and he just, he looked at me and like like me and Rob do like Rob and I communicate through gritted teeth most of the time <laughs> on the off chance somebody's listening. Uh, yeah. He's like, "Are you leaving me?" <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sorry. I was gonna wait to tell you, uh, Rob Phillips. You're the man. Uh, it's been a pleasure working with you. And again, and I, I think that's part of it too. Is like I'll I'll see him yeah, yeah. in three weeks. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll all I mean, be at camp together. We, we will. I guarantee you, we will have you on shows. It, it's gonna still it's, happen. It's, it, it. You know, hey, chase your dreams. Like, and that's my my dream in life was to be a sports writer. And that's like, like, at the age of twenty six, people would be like, "Well, what's your dream job?" And I'm like, "I have it." I mean, I never thought I'd work for the Cowboys, but this is what I always wanted to do. Yeah. Having you know, I've, I've I've traveled the whole country in this job. I've been to Europe because of this job. Um, I've seen these amazing cowboy moments. I've gotten to know these amazing players. Um, but the thing that'll stick with me more than anything about the Dallas Cowboys is the people I met here and the relationships I made. Uh, I can't say enough about it. Yeah, we're gonna miss you, buddy. But uh, we'll see you around, yeah. and uh, we'll still have you back and get your opinions on things. And uh, and so we'll just we'll make it work. We'll make it work. Looking forward but to it. Good luck to you, man. I, I am I'm very excited to see where this goes. I think you're gonna have some really great opportunities there, and I would not be shocked at all. If I start seeing you on national programs like like you're the Stephen A. Smith of, of Fox Sports <laughs> and Dave's up there just giving these hot takes, I would not That's be the, shocked at all. Y'all will let me show up and do TV in a flannel. I don't know if uh, <laughs> Fox might be like, ah, oh, buddy. You got to do the Manny suit now? Buddy, yeah, we got to. They're going to make you yeah, do the Manny not, suit? I don't, I don't think anybody wants to see me in a suit that tight, but <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> all right, guys, we appreciate you joining us. It's our wrap. We're going to be back uh, at the beginning of training camp. We'll be out in Oxnard, California. Late July, make sure you check the website for more information on when we'll be out there, when we'll start up our shows. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this?